Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for another opportunity to have this meeting at this time. Thank you for concluding chapter 1 with us. And we trust that as we begin with chapter 2, we will learn more lessons. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We're going to read Haggai chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. In the seventh month, on the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, is this not in your eyes as nothing? Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you, do not fear. May the Lord bless the name of his word, in Jesus' name, amen. In Haggai chapter 1, we saw God calling the people to repentance. We saw him calling them to consider their ways. And when they repented, the Bible tells us that God was with them and they commenced the work of the building of the temple, or they resumed the work of the building of the temple. And now we come to chapter 2, and chapter 2 begins at about a month after they resumed the building of the house of God. And now we see God again speaking through Haggai to the prince, the priest, and the people. God had asked them how they saw the fledgling walk and encouraged them to keep walking. God noted that they may think or feel that the glory, that is the beauty, magnificence of the former temple was greater than this one they were building. Nonetheless, he encouraged them to continue to walk. These verses reveal some spiritual truth about how God assesses the work of his hands. I want us to note that God walks through us, so it is God assessing his work through us. These verses also reveal to us the truth about the work of God. So we shall begin to consider these things from now, and we probably will end maybe in about two or three more meetings from now. So let's dive in right away. And we note first and foremost that no work of God seems glorious in the beginning. In fact, in Ezra chapter 3, when they began to lay the foundation of the temple, the Bible tells us that there were mixed feelings. Whilst the younger people were happy that they had finished the foundation, the older people wept because when they saw the state of what they were doing and compared to the old one, they wept because it wasn't as magnificent as the old. Which was why God came to encourage them and told them that even though it may look like nothing, just continue to build. In Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10, the Bible warns us not to despise the days of small things. Usually when we want to do something, we have big dreams about that thing. And then when we start small, it begins to trouble us that it's not happening the way we had thought it will happen. And because of that, many times people who begin small just give up and they abandon the work. When a woman gives birth to a child, she doesn't get discouraged because she's carrying a baby. She knows that that baby will grow to become an adult who will be a useful person in society. The work of God is like having a child. When the work has started, you don't expect it to grow big overnight. It will take time. But as you do the work that you're supposed to do, it will become what it should be. So this is my advice to you. When you start the work of God, enjoy it and do it well. Do not complain. Do not grumble. Do not grow tired. Just keep working. Like the foundation of a building, the beginning of every work is the most important part of that work. 
The Bible tells us in Psalm 11 verse 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If your foundation is not right, the building is going to collapse eventually. Even though the beginning of any work may not be glorious, yet we must do that work very well because every other thing is going to depend on that work. Secondly, God always does his work step by step. In Genesis chapter 1, when God began to create the earth, he did not create the earth all at once. He started by saying, let there be light. And then he moved on to separate the waters from the earth and the waters from the sky. And afterwards, he called out the ground and the waters to separate into one place. And then he made the sun, the stars, and the moon. Then he began to make vegetation, birds, fish, animal, and so on and so forth. Before finally he made man. He did everything step by step. In Isaiah chapter 28, the Bible tells us that the way God does things is precept upon precept, line upon line, a little here, a little there. In Mark chapter 4, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking about how things grow. He talked about the corn of wheat when it's growing. He says, first you will see the blade, then the head, and finally the full grain, and then you harvest it. So the work of God is a work of step by step. God is a God of process. If the process is right, even if it does not turn out as expected, it is considered a good work. When they are going to mark a mathematics question, they mark the procedure that you applied before getting to the answer. The same with chemistry or physics. They want to know how did you do this? What is the process or the procedure that you took to get to where you got to? So even if your answer is not correct, if the process is correct, you are going to get more marks than if you got the answer without a process. You get no marks. God is not as interested in your answer as he is in the process that you took to get to the answer. Let me give you another illustration. If you send your child to go and get you a glass of water and he goes, he gets the glass, he gets the water in the glass and as he's coming, he's running and then he trips and falls down. You don't beat that child. What you do is to correct the child and say, next time when you are coming, walk gently, do not run. Then the child will go back and repeat the process. And then he will come bringing the glass without running and he will get the water to you. God is interested in how we do the things rather than just getting the result. I'm sure you have heard people say, effort is not what we are looking for. We are just looking for results. But with God, your effort in the process is more important to him than the result you are bringing. And that is why God was encouraging the people in Hagar's time, telling them, don't worry about whether the thing is looking good or not. Just continue to do the work. Do not worry yourself. That brings us to the third thing we want to discuss now. Because God does things step by step and is a God of process, therefore he assesses his work in stages. That is, God assesses his work at every stage, every step. He will assess step one before moving to step two. He will assess step two before moving to step three and so on and so forth. If you go back to Genesis chapter one that we mentioned, you will notice that after God made light, the Bible says that God saw the light and said it was good. It was after his assessment that he moved on to do other things. Then when he created the earth and separated it from the seas, the Bible says again that God saw that it was good. And then he moved on and moved on until finally, after he had made man and everything, the Bible says that he saw that it was very good. So God assesses our work step by step. That means that we should not be in a hurry when we are doing the work of God. I'm going to read Joshua chapter 3 from verse 1 to 4. 
Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Achaia Grove, and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was, after three days, that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place, and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. When you are following God, follow him closely, but do not go ahead of him, and do not stay too far behind him. The Lord Jesus Christ said in John chapter 5, As I see, I do. As I hear, I judge. So you must monitor the steps that God is taking and follow his steps also. Do not be hasty, rather be patient. If you rush through the work of God, you are likely to miss out on some very crucial things and then repairing it may become a difficult task. For example, if you rush through judgment, you may make a mistake in that judgment. So it is important that you take your time and understand what you are saying before you judge anything. If after you have finished the work, you discover that that foundation is faulty, the only thing you can do is to break down the entire building. So always allow God to assess your every step in life. We will continue from here next time, but let me do a quick review. Number one, do not despise the days of small things. It may not seem glorious in the beginning, but do not despair. Secondly, God is a God of process. Therefore, we must do his work step by step. Thirdly, God assesses his work in stages. Therefore, every step that we take in the work of God, we must allow him to assess it before we move to the next stage. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for our meeting today. Thank you for the truths that you have told us today. Let these truths be pressed deep in our hearts so that we can do your work with joy and rejoice in you as you complete it through our hands. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen.